Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Blessings to all of you out there in Radio Land and Cyberspace, wherever you may be at this current time, hearing the sound of my voice. And thank and praise God for another chance and another opportunity to come together and share insights into the Word of God and to encourage you all the more on your journey in the Lord. We understand that everybody goes through different times and seasons in their lives, and no matter where you are and what season it may be for you, there is still that need for us to come together and encourage one another. So the name of this broadcast is Kingdom Empowerment, and we empower the kingdom of God by encouraging you to expand your territory, expand the the blessings and the gifts and the talents that God has placed with inside you. And how do you do that? You do that by expanding your heart. You do that by expanding the place in you where God lives. And if you expand it, the more that he can take even greater residence in your life, then you are empowered all the more to be a vessel and a servant to his glory. So we thank God on this evening. we got a very, very special show set up for you today. We have a mighty, wonderful, anointed spirit-filled woman of God to come and to share with you her her journey and her testimony. And then later on in the show, she is actually going to share the word of God with you. So join me in welcoming Pastor Zuli Frankel to the show. Good afternoon, ma'am. How are you? Good afternoon, beloved. I am well thankful for this opportunity to share what the Lord has done in my life and what he has for his people to listen to. Amen. 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 Well, I'm sure our listeners can tell by your accent that you're not Native American. <laughs> so please tell right. with us your, your background and your history, where you come from. Yes. I was actually born in Cuba and came to America when I was very young in the 60s uh, to the first load of uh, the Cuban exodus into America. Mm-hmm. And it has quite been... experience. Yes, it is. It has been a very educational experience for me, even in my ministry. It has helped me in so many different ways as a person who was not born in freedom, adhere to and come under the authority of the government of this country. Hmm. Now, if I'm correct, your background, um, not just being born in Cuba, but your quote-unquote religious background um, was quite, different from that of Christianity, sharing that as well. Yes, if if I can share, uh, when I came from Cuba, I was almost immediately uh, tricked into witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santeria is a form of witchcraft that is even at this point still practiced in Cuba. So not knowing, I I actually didn't give God a thought. I didn't give Satan a thought. Uh, I just went to uh, see a psychic just to accompany my best friend. She had an appointment with that woman to have, you know, the reading of the cards. And uh, when that woman saw me, she told my friend, you have to set up a new appointment. I want to see her. And on that day, wow. she told me everything I had done in the previous years, and she told me what I was to expect in the next few years ahead of me. And um, that was in September 
18, pardon me, yeah, September 20th, I had met my son's father September 18th. Didn't even think of him, but she said, you will be married before the end of this year. And I married this man on December 18th of that same year. And not even thinking anymore. But what began on my wedding night was a horrible uh, life of abuse. And in in the midst of that abuse, I thought of her, went back to her. And for the next 17 years, she was my guide. And in, in doing so, she would... She would guide me to do witchcraft for my protection, but whatever I would do, it would actually take care of the problem that I was suffering, but would create a new problem for me. Mm -hmm. And it was 17 years of that. At the end of that time, uh, not having a mind anymore, I could not retain thoughts. I could not. I was chronically depressed. I had lost my sense of identity, my personality, uh, my my self-esteem. This is what the doctors that saw me at that time said, diagnosed. So wanting to commit suicide and not knowing how, I actually... Um, threw myself in my bed and looked up to the ceiling and I said, God, who are you? Where are you? If it's true that you exist, take my life because I don't want to live anymore. And you know what? I cried myself to sleep as I used to do. But when I woke up, there was something new that I could not pinpoint or name. I just knew that something was new. Seven days after that, this woman that I didn't know called me. And she asked, is this Zuli? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, Zuli, quote, unquote, you don't know me. My name is Florence Johnson, and I'm here to, to be your mama. She knew, her son knew my then-husband, And they had met, he had brought her along for a business dinner. And she says that while they discussed business and she ate her dinner, the Lord said to her, she was a devoted Christian, she said to her, he said to her, "Um, get the phone number to call this man's wife and call her because her life is in danger. Mm. And that's when she called me and I wept and wept and wept. I knew then, I didn't know then that the Holy Spirit was beginning a beautiful, magnificent transformation from the inside out. So she was the one who taught me about Jesus, who taught me what salvation meant, who introduced me to the Word. I soon thereafter divorced my ex-husband. But you know what? When I moved out, my son was then 15. When I moved out with him and I began the discipline of coming to the Word as a light to my path every day, the Lord led me to understand that I needed to settle my my situation with him. And what came to my mind was I needed to call him to ask him for forgiveness. And I could not understand. I said, but why would I ask him to forgive me if he was the one to, uh, who abused me? Mm-hmm. Clearly, I heard the voice of the Lord said, because I read your thoughts, I heard your thoughts. You sometimes wanted to kill him. And so I called him, and I told him what had happened. And he received the Lord that day. And even though he has gone his own way, he remarried, has two children, 
uh, to this day, we have an amicable relationship where we can spend a week with our son who lives in Arizona. And it's all of us as a family under one roof, only by the grace of God. So things like that have had to be settled in my life following in obedience to the word of God for me, which he gives me as I spend time with him on the word every day. And that applies to everyone in under the heavens. If we have been saved by the grace of God, we need imperative for us to reconcile all our wrongdoings with the forgiveness that is given to us to first accept it and then give it to others, to reconcile others to God through our experience. And that chronic depression that I suffered for so long has actually turned into chronic joy. Uh, because the Word of God has helped me to grow in the Spirit, to grow the, the gift of the Spirit, to grow in the character of Christ, knowing that He lives in me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, and whatever I go through is but an exercise for the development of my spiritual muscles. And that applies. That's something that we need. We need to understand that we were bought with the highest price that God could pay. The son of the living God, he was the price for our debt. And when we accept his payment in full, he is born in us. And we begin our walk with him as little babes, but not to stay that way, but to grow in the spirit, to be fruitful and to multiply and to enjoy even the correctness, the discipline the Holy Spirit necessarily brings to us that we may grow in the character and the knowledge of Christ. And that is in a nutshell my testimony. What an incredible testimony it is. I mean, the thought that your abuse literally started on your wedding night and how, what, what I really, um, I don't know, gravitated to in the midst of your testimony is how cunning the enemy is, you know, that he would set you up where it was an innocent trip you thought with your friend to this psychic. Yes. And it was nothing but the enemy setting you up. And the fact that she could see in you, you know what I'm saying, your potential. Yes. I believe that, that for many of us, the enemy, well, not many of us, all of us, basically, the enemy knows our potential greater than we do. He yes. knows the greatness that God has imparted within us. And those that, that have great, great destinies in God, you know, he attacks early. Oh yeah. Destroy their lives before they can get to that place, which is really what he did to you. He literally tried to take your life, you know, before you could come yes. into the fullness and the understanding of truly who God was in your life. That's incredible. Yes. It is. And you, you know, know what? Incredible. The Lord showed me the Lord showed me, and this is for everyone who is listening. Those psychics who advertise their business, because to them it is a, a very, very lucrative business. Mm -hmm. Those are people that God created as to be his prophets. The gifts that they have belong to God. But mm -hmm. until they repent, Satan uses God's gifts because he is a created being himself. He cannot right. create. Right. So these people, uh, when they are saved, they have an awesome testimony. But until mm -hmm. that moment, 
Satan is using them for his purposes. And that is what happened to me. I was caught, but the Lord had a plan for me. And in his infinite mercy, he called me, he chose me, and he saved me and has helped Mm. me to know him, not at church, not in the good times, but in the valley. That's Mm. where we grow. I call adversity now. Uh, his the Holy Spirit's gym, where we are given weight to, for train, training purposes that we may grow. Right. The spirit that lives within us will build up muscles to mm-hmm. to sustain more weight. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. It is so true. It is so true. It is in our, our wilderness experiences, our our deep, dark valleys of life that we go through, that we really come to know the fullness of the power of God in our lives, without a doubt, because during that time, we have nothing else to rely on but God. We're normally at that place, just where you were, you were at that place of, you know, desperation, where you literally didn't even want to live anymore. You know, we all have those places that we have to come to to be desperate for God, desperate for yes. change. Sometimes we don't even know what it is we're desperate for. All you, you thought you were desperate for death, but you were desperate yes. for God. You were desperate for yes. his love and his, his passion for you, but you didn't even know that. All you knew was you could not stand where you were any longer. That you know, right. And that Correct. got you to a place where you reached out to him. You know, we always yes. have to understand, and a lot of times we look at people and things that they're going through and we want to pass judgment and why do they stay in that situation and all those different things, but what we don't understand is the other side of it and that God is still in the midst. He still kept you. Even in the midst of all the abuse, the hurt, the pain, he did not allow Satan to take your life. That is awesome Amen. to me because think of what he told Satan about Job. He, he asked yes. him. Have you considered my servant Job? And he told him when, when the enemy came and said all the different things he wanted to do, God was like, that's fine. Cannot take his life. Yes, yes. Cannot take his life. You know, so and, and the testimony that you have, have come out with and the power, the power that you possess in the spirit of God now is incredible yes. because you were desperate. Because you were desperate yes. for him. Yes. You know, yes. I, and I, I can definitely relate to that desperation. It, it's like when I came to the Lord, I wasn't in, in a situation such as yours, but I was at a place in life where I was just tired. I was just tired. I, I had my children very, very young, and I had been out on my own for a long time, and just I was just tired of the stress, the struggle of you know, of everything. And I knew for sure that God had his hand in my life. I didn't know him personally, but I knew he was real, and I knew he had, had helped me through situations. I, that much I knew. And when I came yeah. to him, it was that place of desperation that said, I got to give you my all of my all. I, I can't play with this thing. You know, this is not just a mm. casual acquaintance relationship with you, Lord. I need to know you. I need to know everything mm. about you. But it was that place of desperation, you know. And I yes. believe that we all have to get to that place, really fully embrace God. Because if we don't, and I'm, I'm sure, Pastor Zuli, in your walk with the Lord all these years, you have seen this for yourself, where people have a casual acquaintance relationship with God. Because it's not yes. desperate for him. And yes. Not for him. Yes, exactly. We have to be aware of the weakness of our flesh. Mm-hmm. Truth mm-hmm. begins within us to set us free. Mm-hmm. But if we don't obey truth, we will by default be obeying the father of lies. Mm. Satan, let me tell you something about Satan uh, and praise God 
that we can say that it's in the power of the spirit. Satan is a defeated foe. Yes. He knows. Yes, yes, yes. He is defeated. He thought mm. he had won the victory at the cross. And it proved to be the worst day for Satan. Because mm. the Lord can the Lord is the only one who gives life. He is the mm. the God of the living and the dead. Yes. He can resurrect anyone. Satan cannot do that. And like we, you mentioned the book of Job, that's God. But like Job said, would we let God bless us and not allow him to give us adversity? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God, he is a father, a beloved, a tender father as we do with our children. Sometimes we have to correct our children when they are growing up. We have to do things that they don't enjoy, but it's for their own good. Yeah. So we need to see God as the only one who cares enough for us to pay the ultimate price. Mm. If he loved us so when we were yet sinners, Yes. How much more will he not do for us when we become, by adoption, his children? Absolutely. But Jesus Absolutely. is not our servant. We are his servant. And many people, yes. uh, we are all, uh, it's, it's easy for us to see Jesus like a, a genie. Mm-hmm. But when we take... When, when we take that stance as his servant, no opinion of our own but the word, no will of our own but surrendered to Christ, then Christ can use our mind, can use our thoughts, can use our hands, our mouths to continue the Great Commission, which should be our cause. That's for yeah. That's the reason why we live and move and have our being in Christ, to advance the great commission in this world that is dying without him. Amen? Mm. Amen. And that Amen. is the purpose. If what we a, have what that honor it is to be servants of God. I mean, it yes, is literally gosh, an honor yes. to serve. Yes. Yes. And mm. we have to imitate him. Jesus, our Lord, is number one obedient. He was obedient to death, even death on the cross. Number two, we have to be humble as he is. He became flesh. He left heaven and became flesh for us. We have no understanding of what that means. But to be surrounded by honor and glory as he is, and choose to become, to be nothing for us. Uh, we have to understand that that is something we cannot do by ourselves. But when we are obedient, we become, we have, like he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He took the form of a bond servant. Uh, He came to the likeness of men. And he is meek. Meekness, the Lord taught me, is power under control. He said, you do not take my life. You cannot take my life. I am giving it. So if we walk with him as he is, imitating him, always in every circumstance, asking ourselves, what would Jesus do in this situation? He would then receive our permission to manifest his presence in whatever situation. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be good 
and we are going to be saved of adversity if we lean on him. It only means that we will pay the price for the honor of advancing the gospel, knowing that if we are taken from this world, we will immediately be with him in heaven. Imagine that for all eternity. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> it's an, it's an so amazing it's, thing. It is. I think, I it think is. where so many people um, miss the fruit and the benefits of being a child of God and, and serving God is when they get caught up, unfortunately, in religiosity and they never, ever develop that personal relationship with the Lord. Yes. It, it, Christ came to reconcile us back to the Father. It's yes. about a relationship. It's an about an incredible love affair. And for people that, yes. that never encounter that, they never get the fullness of the understanding of why it is so precious, you know, why you don't yes. want anything or anyone to come in between that relationship. You know, I think yes. we've all probably, when we were young in the Lord, did some things that, that you know, we walked in disobedience at times. We did things that, yes. that wasn't pleasing before the Father. But if you've ever experienced a separation from God once you felt the presence of God, you make up in your heart and in your mind whatever it was that you did that caused that separation, you will never do that again, ever. That's okay. right. Because there is That's nothing right. like being engulfed in his presence on every day of your life and all that you do. It's like we know we have that blessed confidence that he is yet yes. with us, he resides within us, and no matter what we go through, he is going to walk us through. So we leave from yes. that place of worry and stress and doubt and, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And we go into the rest of God. And that yes. rest in God, that peace in God says that, you know what, Daddy, I can't do a thing about this situation if I wanted to. It is all in your hands. I trust yes. you. I'm, I live my life by and trust in you. So no matter what yes. the situation is, what, no matter what the timing man has done the situation, it means absolutely nothing. One thing that God has just been resounding in my spirit of late is that, you know, to correct people when they say God is an on-time God. No, God is time. He yes. created time. He controls yes. time. So never get so caught up in your trial or your tribulation and feeling like, well, it's too late now or, you know, i got to have this by such and such a time. No, the timing of God is impeccable because he controls time. So it's never too late for the hand of God to move in your life, no matter what man says. It's all about what God says. I am going to turn the the floor over to you now and – just allow you to expound and exhort and bring forth the word that God has given you for this day. Thank you so much. You let me know when my time is up. And I, will. I thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, beloved, you have heard part of my testimony, and I would like to share with you some of the, the disciplines that the Lord has used Uh, to help me become the person that he created me to be for this time of my life. We will never cease to grow. We Mm. should never just rest and not desire to grow because our God is an infinite God. And what we become in him has infinite potential for his glory. One of the things that he first taught me was that my mind, and should I say our mind, has been set by our humanness, by Satan, uh, to obey him. So the first thing he did was take me to 1 Corinthians 10. And in First Corinthians 10, you can find how all the things 
that we had been thinking have to come down to submit to Christ. If we don't submit our thoughts to Christ, our thoughts will lead us away from Christ. Our thoughts, our human thoughts are always going to reject Christ. So for Mm. us to be able to know him and follow him, we need to take care of our mindset. So my question to you is, are your thoughts like, and I'm sorry, I said First Corinthians, I'm talking about Second Corinthians 10. So he took me to beginning on 3. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For, and here yeah. it is, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every uh-huh. thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, if I was clinically, clinically depressed, that meant that my thoughts were thoughts of death. Mm-hmm. I had a horrible inferiority complex. I thought I was the worst-looking woman, the stupidest woman person that ever lived because that is Mm -hmm. how my mind had been uh, put into place for me to die every day. So the Lord took me to the Word. He would have me write verses of the Bible that I, on three by five cards, by the way, I still have those, and, and I love them. They're yellow and, you know, uh, almost broken in pieces, <laughs> but they were my food. Amen. I didn't Amen. know that. I know now, but didn't know then that the Holy Spirit was feeding that baby inside of me that had just been born. Mm. And the Lord put in me every word that came contrary to death, to depression. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's one of the first verses that he gave me to write down in a card, and I would take that card. Remember, I could not retain thoughts. In fact, I used to suffer from seizures. And Mm -hmm. the, the word of God, my mind, and exercised the mind of Christ in me where now I have a brilliant mind because it is not mine. It is the mind of Christ in me, in my human limitations, the mind of Christ which is prophetic. It gives revelation and enlightens the mind. It is in, it's active within me. So if you are having problems with any kind of emotion, You bring it to the Word. You spend time on the Word. The moment you open your Bible, you are actually opening the the mouth of God to speak to your spirit. Then he helped me to understand that my soul, our soul, is our mind, our emotions, and our will. So we are born with our spirit dead because of what Adam and Eve did when God said you will truly die if you eat of that tree Uh, the death God was referring to was spiritual death that's why we are born again in the spirit when we receive the payment for that sin that we are born with when we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior and then he when he helped me to understand that it was in the soul that the sin was and that the soul had to be trained to submit to the spirit that has, that is the, the spirit of the Lord that was now like a, like a shining lamp within me. Then he took me to Psalm 103 and I wrote that Psalm 
almost completely in those cards, and I would bring it with me wherever I would go. And I would, whatever emotion I was encountering at the time, I would always tell my soul, it, because that Psalm 103 is an order, a command to our soul to submit to the spirit of the Lord that now dwells within us. So I would say, bless mm. the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy yes. name. And I would take it mm. on from there. But my soul, because it was created by God to have fellowship with him, my soul was being delivered from all the lies that I had taken as truth. Mm. And in doing that, my soul began to submit to the Lord. And because my human nature is still in me, I need to continually put my thought in alignment with the word of God, which is now dwelling richly within me. And this is for you to know that whatever you are going through, it requires an exercise of your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's a substance. It is action. You need to put it into practice. It's more than just going to church on Sundays or Bible studies during the week and just pray and be in fellowship. That's only one of the church. We are the church. We are yeah. We come under the authority of the man of God that's been placed in the church. And our pastor, Pastor Dion Atkinson and Pastor Seneca, are such spiritual fathers. They're such good yeah. teachers. They teach by example. So uh-huh. we have to understand that unless we press on, like the word says, to take hold of that which Jesus Christ has taken for us, and meditate on these things, clearing our mind of ugly thoughts. Even if we think we are horrible, one of the things, the moments of truth that I had was when I felt so inferior, the Lord clearly spoke to me and said, I make nothing inferior. I make nothing ugly. Everything I do is beautiful. So right there, he dismantled, he called null and void that argument inside of me. So if we continue to look for the word, knowing that the word became flesh one day and walked among us, if we continue to feed on him, like he says, to continue in him, we would then produce the fruit of the of the spirit in us. The Lord says, you will know them by their fruit. And out uh-huh. of our mouth, the heart speaks. So whatever is in our heart will come out from our mouth. So what is in your heart today? We uh-huh. have to face the truth. Whatever wicked heart is still in us, We have to submit it to the Lord because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not force his way upon us. Satan does that. Satan is aggressive, is tremendously well-organized. He copies every one of God's attributes to advance his kingdom of darkness. But as citizens of heaven, as we now are, as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, as we now are. We have to take the word of God as our manual of operation. Whatever is in this book that we love, the word of God, is for us to do, like James says, be doers and not just hearers. Satan loves the Christian who just goes to church sings hallelujah, says praise the Lord, and does nothing else than that. Mm-hmm. He will let him in the church, in the building, but Absolutely. his demons will be waiting outside, knowing that they, uh-huh. be, they represent a house where they dwell 
and that is so important. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are members of the body of Christ. And as such, we have to walk according to the word of God so that the kingdom of God will be expanded wherever the king places us. We are soldiers in the army of the living God. And our chief commanding officer is named Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the word. He gives the word. He gives the command. We are to obey. We are not to argue. We are not to complain as the Israelites did. And we know what they went through. We are to obey. Mm-hmm. Immediate obedience is required. We, uh, another thing, if I can add, uh, is wearing the armor of God. Mm-hmm. I started to put it on the moment the Lord took me to Ephesians 6. And my goodness, to this very day, I wear it. It is the belt of truth. I I learned to say, and that's another verse of the Bible that came to one of my cards. Uh, I I learned to say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, which is how Paul, the Apostle Paul, begins uh, chapter 6, verse 10, to tell us about armor of God. We have to put on the belt of truth, which tells us the truth about us. And as he needs us to see it outside of us, he needs us to wear the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is the character of God. Unrighteousness is, uh-huh. represents our sinful nature. So righteousness covers... He, I'm, Giving you to giving it to you as he explained it to me back in those days, 1991. Yeah. Righteousness. When we put on the breastplate of righteousness, we are protecting our heart, our soul yeah. from unrighteousness. And then he said, put on the gospel of the the sandals of the gospel of peace. So when we our feet are covered with the gospel, the sandals of the gospel, the the prince of peace himself walks through our feet and no matter what kind of storm we face we will go through it in peace because it is not like he says uh, it's my peace that i give you not as the world gives it so all of this is in the spirit we cannot do any of this in the flesh and then he says and this is so important put on and beloved, please do it if you if you've never do, done it. On begin today to put on your helmet of salvation to protect and facilitate the growth, the development of the mind of Christ in you. The mind of Christ is the Word of God. Like I said, it's obedient, it's humble, it's meek, it's diligent, and mm-hmm. the thoughts of Christ are prophetic. The Lord, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, shows you what is coming through the gift of discernment to prepare you to take action to advance the kingdom through whatever adversity you may have to face for his kingdom to be advanced. And then the shield of faith, when we have the shield of faith in place, it quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And, beloved, the fiery darts come to your mind. Our mind is a battlefield. And our will is the one, the deciding factor. If we give in to discouragement, we would be, by default, advancing the kingdom of darkness. But when we stand in the word of God, we become immovable. Because it is the word, not us, who is standing uh, on Christ's behalf in that specific stance. And then what can we say? The, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, cuts even to dividing the soul from the uh-huh. spirit. And it's a discerning, uh-huh. discerner of the thoughts of our mind. <clears throat> so he needs to show us what is in our mind 
that we may be prepared to receive and implement what is in the mind of God. And praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, uh-huh. being watchful to this end. So we need to continually pray, even with our, if, if you have a heavenly language, use it. It's not for the church to hear. You are the church. It's for your time with the Lord to yeah. pray to him and bypass your human thinking that we may have a, con- a, a connection with the spirit of God that we could not create. No man can create that. So in doing mm. so, our spirit grows in intimacy with the Lord. And whatever we ask of him, he will give us because we will learn to want nothing else but what pleases God. Another verse of the Bible that I wrote and I love is in Psalm 19, verse 14. And that is for us to remember that let the meditation of my heart and the Mm -hmm. words of my mouth be pleasing to you. And that is important for us to remember. God sees our thoughts. If we give him our mind, he will place his thoughts on us. He wants us for fellowship. Mm. Aside from the battle that we necessarily have to go through, we have to learn to have fellowship with the Lord. I was chronically depressed. One of the things that the Lord showed me, and I remember when I would wake up, it was like a black black cloud would be placed upon my head. And one day, early in the morning when I rose, and that black cloud came, the word hallelujah appeared in my mind. I had not even gone to church yet, but the word hallelujah came. And the Lord took that word and put it in my mouth, and I put music to it. Hallelujah. Whenever I would sing that, the the spirit of depression would flee because Satan is allergic, fatally allergic to the praise of the Lord. Why? Because he knows that the the Lord inhabits the praises uh-huh. of his people. Uh-huh. So then I began to see that depression and those feelings of inferiority, fear, those were of Satan. And I had been delivered from that kingdom of darkness. I asked the oh, Lord, I... how can you love me? If I worship Satan for 17 years, and I, it was like the Lord laughed, and said, don't you know, child, you were in training ground back then. You didn't know me, but I knew you. And so he allowed me to do all those things, to give me the ministry that I now have, which is an awesome ministry. Uh, With all the gifts I used to say, and please say this often, Lord, give me everything you have, all your gifts, as much as you can place in me, as much as you can get out of my life for your glory, please just help me to pay the price. Help me to die mm-hmm. to my old self, self daily, to put on Christ and walk in your love daily so that you may glory. be able to use me to the maximum of my human potential. And you know yeah. what? That kind of prayer, he loves to answer. Uh-huh. And, and uh-huh. peace is a person. Peace is the Prince of Peace. That's our beloved Lord Jesus. But he too is a gentleman. He will knock at the door of our heart. And if we open the door, he will enter and make yes. his abode with us. And don't forget, oh, Satan yeah. imitates Christ for his purposes. He will Bring that door down to your heart if we let him. But Christ will always be there 
as our defense attorney, as our intercessor. Satan will make us do things to then come before the Holy Son of God and say, guess what? Look at as Mm. he did with Job. But Jesus will always be at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. Mm -hmm. Saying, Mm -hmm. forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they're doing. And that Mm. same forgiveness, when we come to him to ask to repent and ask for forgiveness, the word says he is just and faithful to forgive us and to remove that unrighteousness from us and Mm. lead us in peace in his perfect will. So as citizens of heaven, as ambassadors of heaven here on earth, we have a job to do. We have we do. A, a, a walk to walk, being careful of what comes out of our mouth. We need to delight mm-hmm. ourselves in the Lord. We need to enjoy, learn to enjoy humility. How many times, because he does so many great things through those that offer their lives to him, how many times I have been tempted to use a platform to say, look at what I did. But the Lord says, you didn't do it. I did it. You just lent me your body that I bought on the cross. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One day I gave this idea to a lady uh, that I was working with, and she immediately, the moment that idea reached her ears, she called her supervisor and said, look at what I saw. And guess what? Mm. she run with it. And I said, Lord, she took my idea and run with it. And mm. the Lord said, that's my idea. It wasn't yours. Mm. So that's, I don't know if I still have time, but I I feel like I, I need to give you an opportunity to tell me. You have five minutes. You have five okay. minutes. Well, if yeah. we can finish up with a prayer, is that okay? Absolutely. I would like to read yeah. Wonderful. I would like to lead everyone who is listening, even if you feel comfortable. Uh, we will ask the Lord for more of him. And Lord, we come before your holy presence, giving you all the praise and the glory that you are worthy of. Father, yeah. thank you for your awesome sacrifice when you sacrificed your own son, knowing that through him, you would give us access to the best of you. We repent of our sins. Whatever Satan is accusing us of, we repent. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you will endure us with power every day of our lives to die for you, that you may live through us. Everyone in our sphere of influence we bring before you. We ask that you would forgive those that have hurt us. We ask, Father God, that you will bring them to your saving grace as well. We ask that you will take those relationships that we have in our lives, and you will help us to know which ones need to stay and which ones need to go. We submit everything and everyone to you, and we now receive by faith the glory of your spirit as children of the living God, we receive your glory. If you are not saved and happen to take this moment with us, please say, I repent of my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. And show me your way and help me to love you. I receive forgiveness and I will give this forgiveness to those that trespass against me. And, Lord, have your way in us. Thank you for the privilege of even talking to you. We love you, and we praise you, and we exalt your name on high. Thank you for answering this prayer. Amen. 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 Well, we thank you for God for you for for that word, for the encouragement, and for your awesome testimony. One of the things that I've, I've had the privilege to observe in you is your humility. That you yes. you step out of God's way. You put it that way. You step out of God's way so that God can have His way in your life, and and it blesses yes. so many others when you do that. 
um, the power of God is an incredible thing. It's an incredible force that yes. if you allow it, if you will allow him to come in That's and it. set up rulership over your life, it yes. propels you into places that you could never imagine. Yes, amen. It's just incredible. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you for God. We just worship you, Father. And we just, I thank you for your your invitation to our listeners to to come to know Him. And not yes. only in the pardoning of their sins. Yes, that's important. You want to know the Lord in the pardoning of your sins. But you want to go beyond that. You want to yes. know him in a relationship, in an intimacy with him. You want to commune with him. Pastor said something the other day, and it was like it really resonated because he said, um, he asked a question. He said, have you been intimate with God? And he said, mm. before you answered that, if you, it, here's a telltale story on whether or not you have. If there is no baby growing within you, you've not been intimate with the Father. Because out of imp- imp- that intimate relationship, it will produce life. It will produce life to something, to some dream, to some ministry, to some business, to something. That intimate yeah. time with God has got to produce Life. Yes. It's life. The question is, have you allowed yourself to become intimate with the Father? To be intimate with somebody is to know them intently. Mm-hmm. To know them with purpose, to know them with a, a, um, an expectation of fruit coming from that relationship. Yes. There's an expectation Amen. that has to be there. So when you come into that intimate relationship with God, you should come with expectation for God to do something. The greatest miracle, I I thank God for the blinded eyes opening. I thank God for the dead rising. I thank God for the lame walking. But to me, that greatest miracle that could ever be experienced at the hand of God is that transformation of your heart to where you become his. That's the greatest miracle. That's yes. the greatest miracle because it is in yes. that that will produce life for others, not just for yes. you. It produces life for others because once you allow him to take a residence in you, it's not for mm-hmm. you. It's for those that you have influence over. It's for those that you come in contact with. It's for those that don't know him, and you can be that living, walking epistle of his goodness and his glory. Yes. Never take Amen. it lightly. Never take your relationship with God lightly. It is just way no. too important for that. Uh, Amen. So we've got 90 seconds before the show ends. So, you know, I thank God for you coming on. I thank God for you blessing our listeners. I thank God for the woman of God that you are and for what he has done in your life. What a powerful testimony. So I'm going to give these Thank last 50 seconds to you to just, you know, exhort the people and however God would give you. Yes, please. Uh, the Lord says uh, God is love. And when he says walk in love, it's not a human love. We're talking about his love, which is long-suffering. It does not seek its own. Go to, you know, the, the chapter of love, First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Memorize that. Memorize. Check your thoughts that they will always be God's thoughts, and he will do it. Our, our thoughts are not like his. And he says that in Isaiah 55, right? My thoughts are not your thoughts. So let yeah. us put the thoughts of God in our mind and the Holy Spirit would do wonders with his word in us to be fruitful and to multiply for his glory and the advancement of the Great Commission. Thank you so much, Colette. You are too a powerful woman of God whom I love and respect highly. Thank Amen. you so much. And we be blessed. Walk in blessing. Amen. Amen. You as well. Blessings to all of our listeners, and we will be back with you again next Thursday night, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Don't miss out. God bless.
Kingdom, kingdom, empire. 